Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, a thank you to the folks that help us bring it to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to the merger between SmartMark Video and IWTV, watching AIW has never been easier. Uh, you can go to IWTV, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE to let them know that we sent you And you can stream not only countless hours of AIW, but other independent wrestling promotions as well. And if you're into purchasing individual shows, go to smartmarkvideo.com, purchase individual AIW DVDs. Every single AIW show that has ever existed on DVD is available to purchase on it. And of course, plenty of AIW MP4s available for purchase as well. And thanks to the Dive Bar in downtown Cleveland. Uh, it's been our after-party spot this summer. Our one and only sponsor. Our one and only true sponsor. Other than other than those people that have been sticking it out with us on Patreon, when we aren't giving too much premium content at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a big thanks to the Dive Shout Bar. Shout out to all of you. Yeah. Also, are we coming from the Paul Greer Studios still? I don't remember what that lease deal is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if the you, lease you is up a, or not. You can give him one more week. All right. Well, we haven't been giving him the last few weeks, so uh, so we're coming to you for the Paul Greer Studios uh, podcasting this one today, and uh, we are joined by, of course, AIW owner John Thorne, and on this week's special guest, Dominic, the bone collector producer, Garini. Uh, he still collects bones backstage, folks, just <laughs> just so you know. No, it's probably, computer, it's probably computer screens more than anything at this point. I did watch. I did watch Dom uh, take his own personal computer and slam it on a table twenty five times in a row. That uh, I said, hey, Dom, it's on I said, here. Dom, yeah, I said, Dom, uh, just because one song doesn't play, now now you're going to make it so no songs are going to play. Well, at that point, we would have had to call an audible and get somebody's uh, somebody's like phone and a connector. You know what? I blame Apple for all of this. Okay, all we need is some headphone jacks on everybody's phones again and we'd be fine we wouldn't have to do anything but we can get into that story later on but i do still i do still believe that as john thorne has said to me on multiple occasions i am not fit to be a tony soprano i'm more of a silvio you're not fit for the big chair brother not fit for the big chair that's well i'll leave that one to john (laughs) yeah you're more of a number two i don't know if you can handle the number one you and pedro consiglieri's uh man does that make does that make does that does that make pedro Pauli? No, Pedro's a little higher up than Pauly. I don't know. I don't know where Pedro. Maybe Pedro's I'm Paul. At. Maybe I'm Pauly and Pedro still. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. But <laughs> if you guys both, I mean, have been having meltdowns these last couple well, it's, months. It's funny. Just, it's funny because I, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Um, my sister, when she came to the first Akron show, she uh, she said that like she thought Pedro could have been like my dad or somebody was like. At the time when I had the shorter hair, they thought we looked similar. So this this all kind of tracks now. <laughs> yeah, I, I at uh, WrestleRager, I think I, I pulled you both aside and I said, "Guys, <laughs> you got you got to take a breath." I said, "I should be the one that's feeling this this kind of pressure. You guys are having meltdowns." And that was the loosest show 
I wanna, in theory of the year is how that's supposed I, to be. It was either Wrestle, it was either Russell Rager or it was the Odeon show show the day before. I think I, I think I think you got me at the Odeon show, Pedro at Rager, because I remember you pulling me aside, and then I do remember you pulling me aside too in North Kent, and you're being like, "Come on, Dom, you gotta gotta chill out here." But to me, like the North Kent show, I'm sure you guys have talked about it on here. You know, the big deal for me about the North Kent show was like hometown for me, where I went to school. I set it all up. Uh, my actual shoot job boss really went to bat, so I wanted it to be good i also wanted you know the ability to help us sell shows with getting a very good letter of recommendation from the uh chamber of commerce and we got that so i guess it all worked out it did it did uh my name is steve guy your moderator of sorts uh you know (laughs) we'll get we will get into all of these things and why dom was just destroying his own personal computer uh but before we do it is. It's time for the way we're starting the shows as of late. It is the shout out segment portion of the show. Uh, everybody's new favorite segment on AIW's The Card is going to change, and uh, you know we start with. I'm uh, shouting. Start- I'm starting. I'm starting out a shout out. I'm cutting you off. You, okay, go for it. I'm shouting out Pat Franklin slash Dear Mama's Pizza, based Ronnie in Strongsville, Ohio. He, uh, Pat, not for concession use, he dropped off a few pizzas strictly for uh, the uh, AIW uh, upper management and uh, whatever was left over could go to uh, the wrestlers that wanted to eat pizza before they performed. (laughs) But uh, it was uh, was really good. I really, like, (laughs) he hit me up and he told me he was going to bring some pizza. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever, pizza's pizza. But uh, Dear Mama's. Highly, highly recommend. I know, I know, I'm no uh, barstool sports pizza reviewer, but I was impressed. Uh, he he did hold that chicken parm one from you, though. He, he thought that was he too exotic for you. He thought it was too, come on, dude. That's like that's my go-to Italian chicken parm, chicken parm veal parm, all day at a Italian restaurants. So I would have, I think, I would have enjoyed a chicken parm pizza. But I appreciate the thought in advance that he thought it would be too exotic for me. Most people go the other way. And they think, you know, something very exotic uh, is totally normal for me. So I appreciate the thought in advance. But next time, don't hold out on that chicken parm pizza from me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something that you would get from uh, from Dina's when they do pizza of the month. What's your favorite pizza of the month at Dina's, John Thorne? Spaghetti pizza. There it is. Where's, Where the, pro- spag- where's the pierogi pizza fall on, on there for you? Uh, it's all right. I mean, it, it's all right. I, I like the spaghetti pizza, which little life hack I discovered recently is they serve the the uh, spaghetti pizza every sunday so you don't have to wait for whenever uh it's the pizza of the month uh you can get it dina's pizza another another shout out pizza shout out dina's pizza (laughs) spaghetti pizza available on sundays that's the that's the all-time go-to dina's pizza which also we did have dina's pizza available for uh that'll bring me to my next shout out shout out to razor sharp who has uh, taken upon himself uh, since we've lost our pizza sponsorship uh, since we've come back from COVID, Razor Sharp uh, has just taken it upon himself to be the pizza sponsor. He, you know, he d- refuses to take uh, any money for it. He <coughs> he works out whatever deal he works out with a local pizza shop, orders it, gets it all set up, uh, pays for it, and then you know. So Razor Sharp is essentially an AIW sponsor at this point. Shout out to Razor Sharp. He does have Razor Sharp uh, has reached out to me. There's someone I need to contact who potentially wants to be a sponsor for us and would then be purchasing the pizza. He's not a pizza guy, but uh, wants us to 
advertise some other things that he does. Razor Sharp helping the bottom line. He sure is. He sure is. Uh, Shout out to him. Those are my first two on the list. Uh, And then I'm going to go, well, I'm going to, you know, this is a weird shout out. I'm going to go with uh, Ed from Pod Van Dam. We already gave Ronnie two legs a shout out. Absolutely not. Yeah, we're done. I'm cutting you off there. (laughs) Absolutely not. The reason I'm I'm saying this is because the dude was sick and decided, all right, no, was not, no, no, no. It's not that he was sick. It was that he He's quit cheap. his job and didn't have the money to come to the show. So no. Is that what it was? It Is was. That what it, was? it absolutely was. I can so tell you from inside sources. The sick thing? Yeah. Oh, and then, and then, and then non-shout out. Non-shout out for Ed from you, Pod Van Dam. I told you, don't shout him out. I already told you, don't. Sh- and then people offered to buy him a ticket, and he still refused because he said, well, I'm just going to watch it on IWTV. Well, oh, the joke was on you, Ed. That's going to bring a whole story. Can, can I give a shout out? Of course. Can I give a shout out to our good friend Papa Pep for uh, bailing uh, Arthur MacArthur out of uh, student jail uh, by locksmithing the storage unit back open last week and getting three keys, one to myself, one to John Thorne, and then one to Arthur very regretfully. So (laughs) shout out to Papa Papa Pep Pep. for helping, as always. Who, Who brought his mother to uh, help him with the job. That's awesome. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, his mother His mother was, was along for the ride on the uh, storage unit job. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, shout out to, we're going to go to, we're going AIW student deal here. Shout out to Austin, who's been stepping up, helping out with different things uh, lately. And to Donald, who has, I'll tell you what, he had he got that one. Gets show a little too drunk belt. at the after parties. Gets a little too drunk at the after parties for being a student. I'm gonna say that right now. I'm gonna give you a half shout out, Donald. But uh, you keep drinking at the after parties like you're part of the roster. You're gonna find yourself not debuting for five years. <laughs> but he did do a man much improved job on the music this past show. He did. Well, because uh, you know I, I brought it up to Dom, in which Dom had already uh, brought it up to himself. But I said, "Hey, is anyone aware of the fade button? Like that you can fade, <laughs> like fade music uh, when people are done." Uh, but shout out to Donald for that. But you better not keep drinking like that at well, the after party. If, if we're gonna give a shout out to Donald, we also gotta give a shout out to. I'm gonna start calling you. I'm gonna start calling you Doctor Donald if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> to go along with Donald's shout out, then we have to shout out new Xavier. We have a, we have another student named Xavier yes. who was. Uh, in the back with Donald running the the camera that they could see the ring telling Donald when to fade and when to fade out. He was also on a headset, so big shout-out to him. Also, shout-out to Carter, uh, Security Carter, who was on the headsets as well, who mm-hmm. I was able to get messages down to in terms of helping clean the ring, clear the ring, etc. Shout-out to uh, AW student Nick, who called Sonny his princess on his personal <laughs> Facebook, and which caused me to not allow him to go pick her up. <laughs> this That true story can confirm. <laughs> if you're listening, Nick, you can't do that. <laughs> Gotta keep the straight oh, and narrow, bud. Uh, we'll we'll get to the story as we talk about it. But uh, shout out to to Jerry from IWTV, working oh, hard, man. Uh, ran into some technical issues, but you know wanted to still please the people on the stream, and uh, was able to get things going in time. Uh, shout out to Rhino. Rhino was a good good guest, right? Great yeah, great guest. guy. Great. Shout out to Rhino. Just went into it, put a, you know, did a great job putting Kaplan over there at the end and doing being very professional and raising Cap's hand, giving him a giving Kaplan a well deserved moment. That was pretty cool. Shout out to him, and uh, you know, I think 
I'm going to shout out. Listen, okay, I got a shout out. I'm going to shout yeah. out Tammy. I'm going to give Tammy Sunny Stitch a shout out because okay. uh, highly controversial booking, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, she showed up and was a total pro. Uh, great to deal with, honestly. Uh, had her head on straight. Uh, no funny business. No, you know, any, you know, listen, all the stories are out there, right? You know what I sure. mean? We, we dealt with none of that. She showed up. Uh, ready to work, uh, ready to do whatever was asked for, from her. She commentated, uh, I think, th- three or four matches on the show. Um, you know, we only wanted her to do one, and you know, she ended, up, you know, wanting to stick around and was, you know, uh, having some good back and forth with Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, another thing I want to point out for all the people that were highly against the bookings, the booking, which I understand your stance on it, but I just want to say one of the most successful meet and greets of all time with a extremely limited crowd i might add um honestly like when uh, i got the financial report in the morning for pedro we were both uh blown away by how well that the meet and greet did more than uh, covered her fee flight and hotel and uh you know there was obviously money left over for the company and money for the company goes to paying the wrestlers. So, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to give a little shout out to her. You know, she showed up, she was extremely professional and, uh, you know, was a, was a pleasure to deal with. Uh, so, you know, if there's anyone out there that was thinking about giving her, you know, a second chance, it could be third, fourth chance that you're giving her. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I just got to say that, uh, you know, our experience was, was very good with her. Let me just clarify. When you say money left over goes to the wrestlers, uh, folks, obviously we pay the wrestlers no matter what. Uh, what, right, what John is saying is that, you know, you hey, know in the next I mean. show, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, goes, I know what It goes back in the pot. Yeah, I just don't want, uh, you know, other folks to, to, to jump on that uh, meet and greet uh, shout out. Let's, let's shout out Pedro. Uh, for for working the meet and greet, he had the idea of let's put uh, the meet and greet inside the guardrails because mm-hmm. if anybody who's been to the last two Odeon shows is now realizing uh, our merch space is entirely more limited than it's been, um, which you didn't shout out Kayfabe Collectibles, which shout out, shout out to Kayfabe Collectibles. Another legitimate um, sponsor. Another legitimate sponsor. My man Joey on every show, awesome. He's got a great selection of stuff. But shout out to Pedro. As we, I've said, we cannot set up on that ramp anymore. It is a safety hazard uh, to uh, potentially disabled patrons. Um, the Odeon has said there's no to be no tables there, so... You know, we've had a hard time deciding where to put that meet and greet. Pedro made the decision, hey, let's I'm gonna bring my own table and let's set up under let's set up inside the guardrails. And I think that helped push traffic a lot to it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, always a shout out to Smoke and Jay's Barbecue being there again and uh, providing fo- folks with some another legitimate eats. sponsor another if you want to boil it sponsor. down. Yeah. You know, yeah. because uh, Brock is helping uh, bring money to the company. Always appreciated. Yeah. Uh, also trying to uh, coordinate uh, us coming to the Maslin area for the first mm-hmm. time. We've been we've been talking a little bit, uh, seeing if there's something that can be done. But <laughs> I told Brock, he and he listened to the podcast. I do not want to add any more shows in 2021. Uh, so we will see. But I'm really trying to put it off until 2022, so we can just kind of ride things out and make these last few shows a lot bigger. Yeah. It's probably time that we could push Smoke and Jays to the sponsor portion of the show and not the shout-out segment. But we'll do that next week. And uh, finally, you know, if we have 
the Barclay Nation and the Bishop Brigade. Time will tell, but we may need a name for uh, the Cambridge family. I got to sit near Papa and Mama Cambridge. I don't know who that is. Malcolm Cambridge is one of your members only guys. You just got to call them members only. (laughs) Yeah, that's through to this section. The section will be called members only. I guess you're right. Members only would be the... uh, All satin jackets in there. Not to be be confused with the team itself, but uh, the members only grouping fan base. the, The members of members only. I guess. Shout out to them. They showed up uh, this past weekend. And uh, extra, extra people, not just the fans who already knew who members only were. And they were loud and vocal. Uh, great showing for those guys. We'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, this is what I'll say. Uh, here, one, last, one last little shout out. Shout uh-huh. out to, you know, obviously, uh, members only, uh, Barkley Nation, Bishop Brigade, for coming through and, and getting fans through the door. Uh because you know when we did this podcast a week ago we were looking at the worst pre-sale ever and uh you know obviously you can't you can't credit it all to to those people but uh they were really a driving force to get extra people to show up at the door the day of and uh we wound up with you know it, it wasn't an embarrassing crowd whatsoever on on Friday night and uh you know wound up you know with a, <laughs> with a decent number you know obviously we didn't hit uh you know what we hit at the end of August but uh you know we we certainly weren't you know playing to one row of people either you know so uh just shout out to you know really the whole team uh, coming together and, and pushing to try to get a crowd in the Odeon and, uh, you know, helping us, you know, cover all the expenses. And, uh, you know, we, we live the fight another day. There you go. Let's uh, fight on this day. It was. we This this day was not without its its mishaps, as we talk about. Straight uh, cursed. Week, most September cursed show 10th. ever. I mean, going into it, we already had our issues, right? Uh, Mikey Montgomery broken wrist and he's gonna have to he gets surgery which he's on the men doing well happy for you mikey we'll see him back uh, tentatively four to six weeks uh but you couldn't use him so you couldn't use bitcoin boys as a tag team that plays into it uh chuck stone could not step up and be a part of this show because somewhere in Las Las Vegas or fishing somewhere I don't know where he was at. <laughs> he was this, this was this was Chuck Stone's day with everything that was going on. This was going to be there's so many things for Chuck Stone. Chuck Stone was the answer to every problem that we had. It was his dad's fiftieth birthday, so they were in Las Vegas. Oh man. I'm I'm sure that uh the father of the burger loving badass would have been pumped to watch chuck stone versus mance warner though if or, or, or filthy tom lawler one or of the two. filthy tom lawler either one of the two which that can bring up your next uh your next curse part of the show the, the brickster mm. so then there's the brickster yes i don't know if that's just cursed or just uh not paying attention to <laughs> what needs to be paid attention to i think that he he maybe felt so humble that he thought there was no way that this was like going to be a regular thing. I mean, do you want to tell, go ahead. You tell this story, John Thorne. Now let me essentially folks, can I just say it was supposed to be Mr. Brickster versus Tom Lawler. I don't know. I think he just thought it was a joke because I don't know if he just thinks because like nobody ever gives him like legitimate 
marquee matchups or what? Like he thought it wasn't real. And he was just like, am I dreaming? And I was like, no, I told you about this. And I sent him the match graph and he's like, oh man. He's like, he's like, I have my kid this weekend. <laughs> I was like, what? So Mr. Brickster could not be there. Doesn't anybody look at Ian Rotten's Facebook statuses? You, you, you bring your kid to the show, right? <laughs> so good. <laughs> I mean, come on. Dewey Foley went to the show, you know? Brickster. uh, John Calvin. Brickster. Yeah, Brickster Jr. I don't know if it's a female or a boy. (laughs) It's a boy. It's a boy. Brickster Jr. could have been at the Odeon, right? Yeah. Pedro could have watched Uh, Brickster Jr. You know, we've had our fair share of kids running around, but, uh, you know, it's. uh, I don't know. He was just like, uh, I can't. I have my kid. And I was like, okay. Uh, This was like the whole plan to bring you back and like (laughs) continue this angle. Uh, No, that's out the window, right? (laughs) So, so that didn't happen. Uh, And then, folks, as of course you probably saw the initial graphic, Ethan Wright versus Mance Warner. And boy, I tell you what, I was looking forward to this match. Uh, That could not happen. (laughs) Sorry. Big sneeze. Uh, so we couldn't get Mance Warner and Ethan Wright. Uh, Ethan Wright had to call off, I guess. Is that what you would say? I don't know. Yeah, he came down with like uh, some sort of like weird like rash or something, uh, I guess for lack of a better, you know, I'm not going to get into it all, but uh, he like was like, hey, I just like left urgent care. They don't think that I should like. I should wrestle for a few days. I need to take these antibiotics. Uh, and I mean, he sent me some pictures and it was pretty gnarly looking, you know, it was like some kind of, you know, like just skin, skin rash, like a bacterial skin rash thing, uh, on his neck. So, you know, he had to go, he had to go to the, to the hospital and, you know, this is the day of, um, that he's told this. So, you know, uh, we're forced with that. And then, so got to audible that, but, and then like the thing that sucks is like every time, like the card was booked and completed, then another talent <laughs> like fell off. So then we were always working towards like, well, just one person not having a match, you know? So it was like, Oh, okay. Uh, we tried all these different ideas for Kaplan, and then it's like, okay, we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna go with Rhino. And then literally, as soon as Rhino is like signed, sealed, and delivered, then we learn about Brickster, right? And then uh, we're coming up with ideas for Tom, and we go, ah, fuck it, we're gonna go with Eric Taylor, I guess. You know what I mean? And then we announce Eric Taylor, and then Ethan Wright is like, oh man, I'm out. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> It was just like never ending, and uh, and so that folks is basically that's why you got the one two lead off punch that you did. Uh, it was supposed to go Tom Lawler, Eric Taylor, and then members only. If I remember that right, the tag match with yeah, members then, only nine then, to five, then, and then Mance, Manson, Manson, Ethan, Ethan right. And so uh, I decided to just like. Well, before I made a decision, I was 
really winding the Duke up, saying it was going to have to be him versus Tom Lawler, which he was just terrified about and uh, was having none of and uh, was given every excuse in the book as to why he couldn't wrestle Tom Lawler. And uh, I had this audible plan with Mance Warner kind of in my back pocket. I thought about it when I was driving to where was I? I think I was driving to the Odeon and I, I thought about it <coughs> and um, then uh, I didn't, I, I, for, I didn't realize that I didn't tell the Duke and like, he was like at the, he got to the Odeon. He's like, all right, I brought my shit reluctantly. Like, what's the plan? <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's not happening. Don't worry. And well, actually, no. I told him it was happening. He's like, well, it says something else on the sheet. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking with you. It's not, you're not wrestling. Don't worry. You should have, you should have made one alternate sheet when you were fixing all those sheets and just had one that said the Duke versus Tom Waller just to fuck with him. Yeah, he was having a, he was well, having I think, a panic attack. I think we told him it was going to be Duke Mance Warner, not Duke Tom Waller. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. That, it was that's what it was, yeah. Uh, but Tom Lawler sealed his fate because he was coming up with the most asinine. Tom Lawler uh, started texting, just texting me, and I said, okay, you know what, Tom? You're wrestling twice then. <laughs> you want to text me about Steve Payne? You got it. Steve Payne, Mike Toller, and Firebreaker Chip were his three suggestions. <laughs> Great suggestions from Tom Lawler. Uh, I think he had another one, too, that was just like, I, don't, I can't even remember. But it was just were, like. They were all pretty. Uh, good slash bad nobody knows where mike tolar is uh i have a, I was, he's on facebook uh yeah i mean he's on facebook he likes he likes statuses he likes stuff so he's he he's does. well we just we have not seen mike tolar in a long time he's on shout out to mike too. tolar love mike tolar i get uh i get the facebook post from mike tolar every year it makes me feel real good <laughs> i'm happy that he's there uh so this one you know it's crazy. It works out great. People loved the surprise of Mance Warner versus Tom Lawler. Um, but it's it's about that time, I believe, that the stream goes down. Am I right? What? Uh, it went down. It went down after Tom. Yeah. So yeah. on the headsets, because I always give Jerry a headset when I'm on, and I end up getting a. Thorn hits me at the same time as Jerry hits me. Jerry says, my, my laptop is dying. The batteries are going out. I only We have 78% to try to get done before we're dark. So I was like, okay. And Thorn had said the same thing to me. And then literally maybe 15 seconds after that, Jerry goes, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. My computer has blown up. We are not live. I'm getting a third camera to go down and shoot three. And so we have two floor cams. Um, and it was just a freak accident. I, saw, I talked with Jerry about it on Saturday because he was at the show I was at on Saturday. He said that, you know, the computer just blew up and, you know, through the night, Robles hit him up and they got him a newer computer to, to do to stream the show they were streaming on Saturday. But, uh, man, Jerry, very solace the rest of the weekend after that moment. Yeah, I guess, you know, he was like at least halfway uh, excited because there's like a, there's a micro center just outside of Cleveland. So he thought maybe he would be able to find a solution for the rest of the weekend at least you know by going there but uh at that at that point i had kind of you know i checked i checked out i was like what you know whatever at this point you know like it it like it, it was uh really kind of uh defeating to you know have dealt with everything <coughs> and all the stress and we're finally rolling and i feel like 
we were we were getting good interaction unlike the 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 more recent streams that we've done we were getting a lot of good reaction on twitter for the first you know for at least the you know the first two segments and uh then it just it it dies and it's just like there's no hope you know what i mean and yeah. i'm just like at that point i'm I'm checked out you know and I, like i'm just like whatever yeah let's just do the show and the computer that Jerry or Robles, whoever is running those streams off of, or, or John Philip Havage, who ran the stream where we had the issues the previous time, mm-hmm. you know, those computers aren't just like some Lenovo you buy at Best Buy for $300. You know, all the, <clears throat> the software that they have on those computers that has to run the different camera cuts and things like that, like we're talking about a very, very expensive computer. So, you know, when something like that goes down, you know, it's not exactly like they can just pull it back up, which is kind of what they ended up doing. Um, I talked with Jerry on Saturday again, and he said what he did was one of the cameramen had his computer in the car. He brought it up. They downloaded all the programs they could on there, and that's how they at least got to the hard cam shot for the second half of the show. Yeah, they couldn't live switch or anything, and then they had to like they had to run commentary in, I think, through an H6 Zoom for the second half. Yeah. <clears throat> just to make sure that there was an audio track, but... You know, at that point, I, I didn't even a- I don't I didn't even ask what the numbers were because I knew they'd be atrocious. You know what I mean? Like once you've yeah, I actually I talked with Jerry a little bit about the numbers uh, in your absence, and he had said that he thinks that a, a big issue with streaming numbers, and this is pulling the curtain back, a big issue with streaming numbers on Fridays now is Rampage. He thinks that Rampage is really hurting independent company streaming abilities on Fridays because he said it's not just an AIW problem it's a multiple like any promotion that runs on Fridays is just seeing since Rampage started has just seen their streams die numbers wise I don't know if it's Rampage as much as it's just Friday night you know what it's I mean? Friday like, night and like, you and I had this conversation one day and I, I think I had it with you too Steve there's just so much to do right now we were cooped up for the last year so it's yeah. it's, it's it's very much about like do we want to stay inside on Friday night and watch something that we can't or something that we feel like we could watch, you know, a couple days down the line or something along those lines. Whereas, like, <clears throat> the deathmatch type stuff has such a niche audience that is, like, ready to go, wants to be there right on that time. Yeah, like, they're they're always just going to have their audience because of it. And so, you know, as we get towards colder months, we could see our numbers climb back up. But you're right. No I mean, streams coming up, though. No, I don't think we yeah, have anything no. streaming. No, and the two in the next two shows after this one are both are we have a Saturday that Friday in November and then a Saturday again in December. So two Saturday it'll be two Saturday streams. And I don't know if Alan Earth able to stream because you know yeah we don't we know about to, yeah. yeah no internet we don't know about yet so yeah. we could uh, and then they already said that they're not going to stream Akron uh, because they're unsure of the internet connection even though. I mean, it was tested, but I guess it wasn't strong. You know, it wasn't super strong to their liking. You know, they tested they, it back in. I don't know about. I feel weird about that because they could. I could get them hardwired in, but that's a conversation we could have if we want to breach that. But, but the you know the download numbers will still be important and impactful. We still want you to watch these shows, obviously, folks. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just, just like at that point, it's just like you know, you know, like I just kind of threw my hands in the air. You know, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean. You know, it's a freak accident. Um, you know, I, I I texted Burns, and you know, because Jerry was obviously you know trying to fix it, and you know, he was very just uh, upset about the situation, and um, 
you know, uh, they're from what they say, you know, they're going to make it, they're going to make it right to us going forward. So, you know, uh, they didn't, they didn't really have to do anything like that. So, you know, that's, that's the best case scenario, I, I guess. But, you know, at that point when, when the stream dies, it's just like <laughs> so deflating because, you know, it's like you're trying to build momentum for your promotion. You're also mm-hmm. trying to build momentum for the service, you know, like in kind of like, you know, what's that? Like, you know, uh, high tides r- raise all ships or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yep. you're trying to, you, you know, contribute to this, you know, whatever you want to call it, movement or whatever. And, you know, it's just like you're, we, we have not obviously been pulling big numbers and, I felt very confident that we were going to do better on Friday. And it seemed that way. Like even after, you know, with no stream, like it seems like so many people, more people were more engaged with us on social media. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just at that point, <coughs> it was just like, whatever, you know, I'm not trying to hit a time. I'm not, I don't care what's going on. Yeah. We, uh, we kind of started to care a little bit less about our, our time cues at that point, but we still kept on them for the most part. We still kept good at those. Uh, and uh, we didn't wor- the ones that we didn't worry about was intermission. We're like, oh, let's let, let's let that play out. Uh, and then, of course, that actually ended up helping them. That's when we at least got the laptop, like Dom was saying, and uh, then they had hard cam rolling for... Uh, the rest of the show so that was was good and it's still definitely folks a show that you you ought to check out if you listen to us on this podcast and you watch our shows after the fact uh we mentioned it there were so there end up being three cameras the rest of the show which is N- not the rest of the show no uh, i just think, <clears throat> no but that jerry ended up having to go back to running the stream did he go back see i thought once I'm he set sure it up he, he came back down with Maybe that third did. camera I, i'd have to check or uh, i mean i guess we'll see yeah, yeah, I, I know. know. I, I know. Robles so. is uh, Robles is currently working on the edit, so um, it should be up soon enough. He's working on newer, updated edits for the last few shows. Actually, I spoke to him this evening, uh, so that's pretty cool. There, um, all those will look even different and crisper for IWTV or Smart Mark Video. Um, so uh, check it out. It's still going to look good. But either way, even with if it's not three, we definitely still had the two cameras. So whatever you end up watching um, as this gets edited and, and, and put out will ultimately be, you know, your your normal show that you would watch. You're not going to be watching just hard cam because uh, the other camera was rolling. That's the point there. So it's definitely... Check it out. Uh, don't let the technical issues that we are describing uh, make you shy away from watching it because you're worried about the experience. It's still going to be the same normal viewing experience uh, that you would have for our shows after the fact. Oh, and then that doesn't even include there was one other issue. The, you know, you see that white cord that they're always running the floor cam on. And I guess that cord just completely split at one point and they were completely screwed on that too. Like it was just. If the show was cursed for us, it was also cursed for the IWT. Yeah, so that was a big reason why they couldn't get another camera up either, is because their cable was split by the by the guardrail. Oh, well, wonderful times to be had during the course of the show. Uh, technical issues abound, uh, and then that's why you got to tape them down. Yeah, we we did still have at a the couple... shows at the show Saturday was taped down. 
can confirm cables are not being taped, which brings me into what I always have to tell Matt Justice and everybody else that I talk to before they go out. I say, don't brawl in the crowd. I said, as much as we shouldn't brawl in the crowd because of COVID, in addition to that, the that floor cam is wired in. They can't go out and view you going throughout the crowd, so it's bad TV. Yeah, we don't get anything. Right. Exactly it. Uh, so the good, the good on this show, uh, which will lead us back into bad and a story that we alluded to up at the top of the show. Uh, but we had some good times. Anthony Green shows up on the show. Uh, crowd enjoys him. Obviously, Rhino. Um, you know, the, the Anthony Green Lee Moriarty match was, was pretty cool. Also pretty special. Um, it was, you know, we really don't know, I guess at this point, what's going to happen with Lee Moriarty in the future. Um, it came down last week that he was offered that contract by AEW, which I think that's, uh, segment airs tonight on there. Which he told me, he he told me he just didn't, he didn't even like really go over it he just agreed to it and was like yes and quit his job so (laughs) (laughs) he is he's no longer working the giant eagle uh lee moriarty is is headed to aew um so was this his aiw uh goodbye for now we really don't know yeah i don't know you know there's obviously a lot of a lot of factors that go into booking aew talent um you know you can't necessarily book them so freely like we normally would have booked him you know what i mean yeah but a a very cool a very cool moment you know for aiw is is one of the places where in in really just a short what two and a half year span um helped lee get onto this launching pad of course all credit to him but this was the start of the momentum and the big wave and more eyes on Lee Moriarty. And we talk about the Alex Shelley trilogy with them. And, uh, you know, that was a big part of it. And so it was, it was neat. We always don't always get the opportunity to, I guess, uh, quote unquote, say goodbye to people. If that is, you know, what it's going to be or for an unforeseen amount of time. So it was great that everybody finds out Lee Moriarty is signed to AEW and then here he is Friday night uh, with the AIW crowd who, you know, right behind him as usual. Any, yeah, any emotional you know, moment, I guess. Like I said, I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be the last time you see him in AIW, but, you know, you, you just never you just never know, mm-hmm. you know, what, what's going to happen with those contracts and schedules and everything else. Yeah. Yep, and, and, and now he lives, he's, he'll be living in Florida now, which, you know, mm-hmm. puts an entirely different – you know, spit on things as a pair as compared to the short two hour drive from Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. A whole lot more things play into it. As for the match itself, a uh, very good match between Anthony Green and Lee Moriarty. Uh, I, I mean, I certainly think it lived up to the billing. Uh, Dom, you're the, you're a technical whiz uh, on this podcast right now. What do you think? I think it was a great match. I think uh, you got a guy like Anthony Green right now who has really been coming, you know, back to the Indies with, you know, a point to prove. He's a kid, or a guy, I should say, that really just loves wrestling. Um, and actually, this would be his second appearance in AIW, mm-hmm. wouldn't it, John? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he informed me that nine years ago he refed <laughs> an AIW show, and I have no recollection of this. So he said at uh, AIW End of the World – 
uh, he was a ref, and he rode in with a car from Beyond Wrestling because Beyond used to send car loads. Uh, Beyond would do like the dark matches at AIW, <coughs> and sometimes you know some of the talent that were on the main AIW show would would ride out together. And he said that he was in a car load that came to End of the World, and he refed, which blew my mind. I had I was like, "What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> there you go. So. His second appearance in AIW, uh, and uh, heartwarming moment as he gets to do so with uh, his good buddy Jake Clemens as the referee, and you know we also have we said Rhino. Let's talk about let's talk about this Rhino Kaplan match. Can we? Uh, I mean, we. I think we properly hyped it up going into it, and hey, straight up, right now, yeah. Kaplan can't miss. This motherfucker don't miss. Every yeah. every every Kaplan match is appointment viewing. If you're gonna watch a stream for 15 minutes, just make sure that you that you turn it on when Kaplan's on. 100. percent And it was as the kids say, this was a banger. And it, look, there it, it was not a whole bunch of flippy shit. You wouldn't expect that from either one of these guys. This was exactly what you would anticipate it was, and even more. It's when you when you look at a match and you anticipate mayhem and uh just big dudes destroying each other like this this is it man and in a very i don't know if i would artful is the right way but it was a it was a fantastic hardcore pro wrestling match. well not even talk, like not even getting into all that when yeah. i sent cap i texted kaplan rhino's promo that he cut which you know, I gave Rhino some notes, you know what I mean? I said he's the blue-collar brawler Kaplan, which some yeah. people made fun of that he only referred to him as the blue-collar brawler or whatever. <coughs> uh, when I set Kaplan the promo, he texted me, that is probably one of the coolest things that's ever happened in my entire life. And then on Friday, he pulled me aside, and he said when he was a kid, and him and his buddies would be wrestling, uh, you know, at recess and, you know, pretending to be wrestlers, he said he was always either Kane or Rhino. And those were like his two guys that he would always pretend to be. So like Rhino is, and I had no idea of this when I booked this match. Rhino is legit. One of Kaplan's all time favorite. Like he's like his idol. And, uh, you know, they were, they wound up, you know, obviously hitting it off. And, um, you know, they, I think Rhino, you know, could tell that, you know, how much respect that Kaplan had for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think that's, you know, why he was a little bit more willing to go out and do some of the things that maybe he wouldn't normally do, you know, on a one-off independent appearance. Yeah, he was extremely giving. Uh, and it was it was awesome. And, and like I said, at the top of the show, uh, raises Kaplan's hand at the end of the match. Uh, just a... A great showing and uh, you know i'll guys. pull the curtain i'll pull the curtain back a little bit i don't even know if uh you know rhino would want me to <laughs> even put this out there but you know on the sheet you know uh you never know how things are gonna go you know when when you bring in like a legend so i didn't even i didn't have a finish on there obviously you know you want kaplan to win but you know even if kaplan doesn't win you know it still can serve its purpose right you know and uh rhino said ah we'll just figure it out out there and insisted 
I guess when they were having the match that Kaplan wins. You know, they 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 figure it out as as the match is building, uh, and call the finish in the ring and insist that you know not only does Kaplan win, Kaplan kicks out of the gore, you know, and 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 beats him clean, which. I don't think it happens too often these days, you know? Right. Uh, and Rhino insisted. Uh, so, you know, obviously worth a, a every penny to m- create that moment for Kaplan. Whiskers, big fan. This is match of the night for Whiskers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kaplan versus Rhino. So go check it out because Mr. Whiskers said so. Uh, yeah, clean, clean win. You're right. I mean, that that's part of what was, when I say he was so giving, like, man, he, he was willing to do that, which was awesome. And the fact that you can see, so one thing that's popped up on Twitter from our AIW faithful is, is Rhino tossing Gatorade at folks. Um, but in doing so, like, when you book a legend, typically... We he was healing out. Exactly. He's... Typically, when we book a legend, like, they're going to be babyface because... you know, Not saying he legend. should have thrown that Gatorade, but... No, no, right. But, yeah, he he totally embraced being the heel because this crowd was, one like, fully 110%. I don't think he expected cap. it. I don't think he expected it at all, honestly. You don't think he expected that, uh, that they would... Uh, no, not like, a, not a chance. Be against him. Well, one thing one thing I'll complain about Rhino about was the uh, insistence on continually throwing the venue rented chairs in the ring. At which point, <laughs> I was furiously on the headset yelling at Young Carter to get those out of the ring. We have about nine under the ring that can be broken. Please move them. Which he did. Yes. So, so here's here's props. what happened. So then, what happens with this? is that Rhino does not want all of the chairs in the ring. He just wants some, and part of it, he just wants, part of it was he had no intention of fully using them, just wanted to be throwing stuff in the <laughs> ring and, and build okay. it up. And uh, so I'm trying to tell the students on the ringside, hey, swap them out. For every plastic chair that goes in the ring, put a metal chair in there. And then it was like playing a game of telephone. And as they pass it down the line, somewhere it becomes, put all of the chairs in the ring. And I'm like, oh no, that's not what we, what we wanted, and that's not what they wanted either. But it all worked out in the end, and it was just fine. But that's like a nonchalant trick that I've been trying to do every time somebody comes who doesn't know, and they throw the plastic chairs that we rent into the ring. I always do a quick swap for a, a metal chair, and usually nobody knows the difference. Rhino did, to his credit, he noticed. But uh, yeah. You know, it all worked out. We didn't have to spend any money on the extra plastic chairs. I don't think any of them got used. Well, I guess they ended up in the crowd at some point, don't they? Yep, that was fine. We were, we were good. All was all was all well. good. All was well. Uh, you know, another exciting match as we talk about uh, different faces, new faces on the show. We had the uh, awesome four-way Chase Oliver, uh, M Dog, Matt Cross. It's not. I don't know the last time that we had Matt Cross on an AIW show in September of a year. He's usually like a hell on earth or December guy. Am I right? Just because of his travel schedule uh, being so crazy. Well, stuff like that. It's just, I what, think it's just it like is. a whenever he's around. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's typically how it goes with him. So he's there. Uh, Gringo Loco making his big return. No, it's been years since Gringo Loco has been. Yeah. Around. Gringo, yeah. Gringo hadn't even been to the Odeon because you and I, John were talking to him pre-show and he was talking about how great of an atmosphere the Odeon was. And it made me and I think like, man, like he hasn't even been here yet. Yeah. I, I, I kind of knew that, but he confirmed it at that point. Yeah. You kind of lose track and it's hard to figure out when and where, but, uh, yeah, it was good. It was cool to get him in that, in that, uh, 
that venue and that atmosphere, as you said, Dom, and fans were happy to have him back. Everybody loves seeing Gringo Loco. Uh, and then we were like, hey. This is this is when I saw Dom slam his personal computer <laughs> 25 times against the table so yes, I and will, scream. I will tell the story. And I think he threw a Gatorade <laughs> himself backstage. Uh, okay, so the story goes like this. Obviously, uh, you know, Traxler's hasn't been at the last few shows. You know, we hope that he's doing okay. Um, so it's been kind of on falling on, on me since I've got more production duties now, uh, during my injury to ensure that we get entrance music and everything ready. Um, so pre-show, I start downloading the people who I don't have entrance music, which wasn't many, a lot of the members of the show we already had. And I happen to know what Anthony Green's music was. And I, I also knew what Alex Zane's music was. So, um, I downloaded it all. Now, this is my rookie mistake here. As opposed to testing all the music, I didn't test all of it. Mm-hmm. So, Alex Zane enters last for said match, and I get a feverish look from Donald on the music, and I said, what's up? And the file is corrupted. So, my quick fix idea is, okay, well, I'm on the audience Wi-Fi. I will just go ahead and put it up on Spotify. Well, the internet's not working more than likely because the stream is, is, is cannibalizing the internet in the area. So at this point, I'm just clicking and doing everything I can, seeing why this file is corrupted. And <clears throat> you're in my ear, and I've got poor Alex Zane waiting there, and I just freak out. And then Alex Zane, being the charming fellow that he is, just says, hey, I'm just going to walk out, man. I said, thanks, Alex. Thanks for understanding. And uh, he walks out, you know, and you introduce him. And you know, it's it, it's just a it's a clusterfuck because of the light. You guys had the lights set up a certain way, so it was a mm-hmm. nightmare. And I feel bad for Alex Zane. You know, a, a big proponent is he, he likes his entrance. I mean, all the wrestlers like their entrance, so he doesn't get his entrance. Sure. And the crowd doesn't pop as much, so I just felt bad. And I think that uh, anybody who knows me knows that sometimes I have a short temper. So uh, to me, it was uh, slamming my uh, computer down. Uh, about and I do think that months. it kind of took away from uh, them getting into it right away with yep. some energy. Well, you know, it definitely then you know the crowd. It took the crowd a little bit to get you know back on board with them, and uh, it just goes to show you how important like music in the entrance is. Because you know, part of that what happened here um, to backtrack a little bit though is the order of entrances was supposed to go uh, Matt Cross. Chase, and then Alex Zane, and, and Gringo was last. going to be last yeah. for his big return. Um, and so we have this huge gap when you first discover that this is a problem in between, whether it was M-Dog or, or Chase, or whoever second, but between them and third, and that's when I'm in your ear and go, hey, Dom, it's okay while you figure this out or whatever. It's just send Gringo out, you know? It's, yep. it's all right. And and I and figured, I thought did, that yeah. that could buy you some time, too, and it's just the time really didn't matter because we, c- we couldn't get it to work. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I get that it's his song. I don't, I don't know. Um, I understand how important they are to everyone. But could he have come out to anything? Uh, I, don't, well, that's, that's, I don't know. That, that probably comes out more on me besides it's not like I, not like I have a bunch of music download on my computer. This isn't like it was, you know. Five, even five years ago, where people had you know just this massive iTunes playlist of music. Because honestly, like the music I listened to, I would have had a day to remember on my playlist, probably more than likely downloaded. I'm but sure. I don't have. Now that, we know so. we got. Now we know we got to have a file of like five to ten generic songs for people. Trapped headstrong. <laughs>
There you go. Rob Zombie Dracula. Now, now, um, after that phenomenal match, you know, these guys, oh, yeah. they, they did what they were supposed to do, so um, they did great, but... Hell, hell of a match. Uh, this Talk is, about giving Alex Zane taking the pin in his return to the Indies. That's what I was going to say. It just goes out didn't there. Expe- I didn't see that happening. No, that wasn't because, again, pulling the curtain back on the sheet, it's not like you had Chase Oliver over Alex Zane. Right? right. Like that, that wasn't no. a thing. It's just like, hey, whatever you guys come up with. Just, yeah, just do that. Whoever he's, he's going to. Uh, and I gotta say, Alex Zane was just like a total delight to be around. You know, it's just such a nice guy. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, <laughs> was fired recently and couldn't really. I mean, maybe he cared, but he couldn't have cared less. Really, I think he was just happy to you know be back on the road and wrestling for the weekend and you know hitting hitting a brand new promotion. Yeah, he's just yeah. excited to be out there and and having a wrestling match again in front of in front of people. You're right. Yeah, all, like all of my experiences with Alex in the past. I mean, I've, I've wrestled with Alex in the past, and he's always been a great guy. He's been easy to work with, and he's just like super charming guy. Like, truly, like it's not a gimmick. That guy eats Taco Bell every day, multiple times a day. Uh, <laughs> I had the conversation with him before the show, and he's just like, it's the way my metabolism works. If I don't, you know, put stuff like that in my body. It just kind of I lose weight, so uh, great guy, and of course it was awesome to have Gringo Loco back again. Always great to have for Matt Cross to make a return to the Cleveland territory. So just that was just was a lot of fun. That match was just a lot of fun. Now, I, I will say, Alex Zane, that uh, I don't know that that metabolism stays that way forever, but uh, good good for you. Well, Alex Alex is older than Alex is a little older than everybody thinks. Like. That was, I think, part of the reason that led to the WWE cutting Alex. It was far from the look or the offense that he had. I think it was more so his age. Well, it's unfortunate. Which Wherever he ends up well, next. There, the purely lost, spe- purely speculation. speculation. Yes. That's purely speculation, though. Purely speculation. The WWE's yeah. loss is going to be the in, the independent wrestling scenes game. Uh, somebody's going to pick Somebody's going Well, pick he, was, he was on ROH's pay-per-view last night and won the Honor right. Rumble, so he's... He, Alex Zane is a guy that even once he got released wasn't going to be out of work for long. Yeah, like yeah. somebody's going to somebody's going to grab that guy. Um, oh yeah, and he also got announced for New Japan last week, so like he believe me, he's doing more than enough. Doesn't look too shabby for his future then. Uh, let me go. Let me go backwards a little bit because uh, you know we gave the shout out to the fan base for them, but uh, you know Dom, with you being on here, head trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Pass. have to talk let's, about let, members let's, only. Let's not say head trainer. Just say one of the trainers. All that, right. That's one disrespectful of the to Josh Prohibition. Oh, that is true. That's fair. I, I Let me pull back on that. Yeah. Uh, but as one of the guys from uh, one of the trainers here at the AIW Academy, and you have worked with these guys for, it's be, been years now. Members only. They get to do the North Canton show. Uh, they have no clue, though, when their next opportunity is going to come. And just pining to be on an Odeon show and they get this moment, what did it mean to you and especially the reception that they got from the AIW faithful and the crowd? Well, the just crowd just to cut, that just to cut you off, like I'm yeah. pretty sure <laughs> that North Canton thing, we didn't even inform them of that until <laughs> like a day or two before it was happening. You know, it was very like, okay, we're going to let you guys wrestle on this North Canton show sort of thing, like not a proper debut this was viewed as 
this is their official debut. Correct. Yeah. So um, Malcolm Cambridge, or members only, however we want to call them, uh, Malcolm Cambridge, Calvin Lewis, they've probably been at the school, I would say, about three, three, three plus years now. Um, they've just been really snake bitten, both these guys. Um, Calvin, he actually hurt his ankle pretty badly on an up and over one night at training, and that put him out for a number of months. And then um, Calvin, or uh, Malcolm Cambridge, he's you know a college student, so like his schedule was rough, and then he was working all kinds of other stuff. So he was having difficulties always getting in. So they were snake bit on that, and then they got really dedicated before COVID hit. So then COVID hits, and you know we're out of training for almost three months, and then the first two months back was no contact. So we're just doing rolls, and and they're not getting you know the full gambit of what they would usually do. So then. After that happens, you know, we get, we finally get them rock and rolling. Well, now we can't really well, then, run. Oops, sorry. Well, go ahead. not only that, not only that, then they're matched up with two other students that we were going, we were kind of grooming to make that mm-hmm. a debut match, and those guys disappear. Yeah. So then, we, you know, we have another set of guys that's like, oh, okay, we we have a tag match we can make, and then they disappear. Um, and so it, it was just, it was just very. They just had a very snake bitten past. You know, there were no shows, and then like. We really would rather debut new students kind of in a more controlled Winchester or Goldhorn-type environment, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of that stuff. Um, but the North Canton Fest comes in, and I can tell that they were getting very discouraged. And I, there's no doubt about that uh, because they were guys, too, that had been coming to all the shows, had always been helping out. You know, to be honest with you, they were just doing everything right. But for them, everything was just a consequence of just kind of really dog shit timing when you think about it. Um for them with COVID and, and, and the like. So uh, I could tell they were getting very discouraged, but I told them, I sat them down, I think three or four months ago and said, Hey, make sure you guys got gear. Make sure you guys have everything ready to roll. I said, I don't know when it's going to be, but it's close. Um, and then finally the street fest happens. They get a little bit of, you know, a taste they of almost got caught. They almost got caught off that show too. They did. I'd- they did. A, a talent that they were planning to wrestle was late. And then, uh, Thorn ended up kind of shuffling things to make it work. And then, you know, initially, you know, this is another thing. They weren't even supposed to be on the main card of the show initially. uh, And they ended up stepping up to the main card when it all worked out. Um, You know, week of, we were able to step them up to the main card. So it was just, it was, it was just a whole bunch of stuff, you know. So, um, but those guys, man, they, they really persevered through and, you know, they looked awesome. And, you know, a big shout out to nine to five, um, Jack mm-hmm. Verville and Lewis Linden because man they they made those guys look great they were the perfect the absolute perfect tag team for them to wrestle in their debut um you know it was it was awesome and, and it's been a while since we've had a debut from the school a proper debut from the AW school I mean we haven't had one since the Goldhorn back in 2019 so it's been yeah. two over two years since we've had any students technically come out of the school but I know that Thorne had put a post up about it um i think sunday and the true story is part of the reason why everybody loved members only so much besides the cambridge or besides the members only section was that they have been seen for the last two years at the odeon helping out running security doing multiple different jobs and mm-hmm. that's one of the things that fans they, notice that yes fans and, notice that and that's one of the things that i, I really stress to these kids at the iw school as to why it's so important for them to be there on days of shows that you are getting to create establishment with these fans so then they say hey man the really tall kid who's inside the guardrails like a carter 
when's he going to debut? Because then I get asked that. And then when I say, hey, or they see the match graphic, they get very excited and they say, hey, let's go. Like, I've seen this kid. Like, I've, I've literally watched this kid mature before my eyes. And it's something that, like, you don't see at a lot of other wrestling schools. Because if you, like, let's say you go to, like, the Black and the Brave, there is no shows to the Black and the Brave where, like, you're doing odd jobs. You're just training. And then next thing you know, you're on a show. Whereas yeah. here, there's a buildup to it. There's almost like an anticipation. Like, it's the match before the match, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the whole relationship building. You know, it's it's very similar into the way that um, when when Mikey debuted, he was a guy that everybody saw all the time back when we were at Mount Carmel, and people saw him ringside constantly, and he was doing. You could stuff. say that about like every student. You yeah, know what I mean? Like every student, meet every, every greets people knew Doctor yeah. or uh, people knew like Josh Bishop as he was always doing stuff. Like people know a little bit about everything. And, yeah. and so, yeah, so overall, it's just like, it's, it's great to see those, like those two guys finally get the big payoff for everything. any student that's really like any student that's really clicked and, you know, found a relationship with the fan base since debuting a, is, a is, is always one of those kids that's, you know, been doing jobs at the shows and, you know, people, you know, kind of that resonates with people like, yeah, I've, I've watched you come up, you know, and kind of, you know come up through the ranks and do all these odd jobs and now you know it's it's paying off for you like fans recognize that yeah even you know pb being a door bouncer back, back at mount carmel you know it 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 worked with him when he when he first came out so yeah but awesome you know that reaction that they got was was very cool and was very exciting and yeah, was, uh, and of, of course they didn't shit the bed either folks no nope. uh, and that <laughs> was thorn and and usually anybody who's watched me since my injury and when I become produ- and I, I produce I produce him up in the crow's nest, um, but I right before that match, Thorne said, "Hey," he said, "Go do the commentary on this match," um, and then I I rushed back after the match ended so I could meet those guys come through the curtain and I gave them a, like just a really big hug and they were so so gracious for everything and. You know, like I said, it's been it's been a process for those guys, man. It's been a real process, and I'm, I'm so proud of the way that they showed out on Friday, and hopefully, you know, they're going to show out. You know, one of the lesser-known things is Malcolm Cambridge reminds me a lot of, like, a Josh Bishop, not in terms of size, build, or anything like that, but he is, like, a massive, like, independent-slash-Cleveland wrestling fan. Like, yeah. he knew who Pedro was the first time Pedro came in. Like, to him, one of the coolest things was that he got to wrestle Lewis Linden, who he had watched for years. So, like, I, I, I view him a lot like that. And, you know, like I said, these guys have these guys have earned their stripes, and they really put time in, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do. You know, one of the big things that, that, you know, John's done with AIW is just he's really done an amazing job of, of using the school to facilitate and restock talent when people think that there's no talent left it's it's funny that you compared him to josh bishop because another i think solid comparison there would be you know uh to a lot of people josh when he was younger and kind of coming up and just there very quiet Mm -hmm. very soft-spoken uh even when he did talk to you is very quiet like hey man speak up a little bit it's all right you know very shy and if you talk to malcolm cambridge outside of kind of like wrestling at times he is and he's like very quiet and when he speaks to you in his delivery but man they come through that curtain and <laughs> the switch hits and this whole other uh, personality comes out and uh on fire and just a ball of energy and it's it's a lot of fun to see absolutely all right let's uh can we talk about how much Derek was bleeding good lord Derek just channeling his inner 2019 Dom, just bleeding every match. 
But he's not leading on purpose. He got that gash last month, and it gets busted open every single show. Well, and in fairness to him, this time his nose also got gashed. Oh, his nose was his nose was just destroyed. But I was and hanging out with him after the show Friday, and I don't, I don't. Did he come to Dive Bar? Because he had told me he was probably not coming to Dive Bar because no. his nose hurt so bad, no. and it was just it was bleeding so much. Yeah, his so couldn't his get, nose. He couldn't, he couldn't get the cut to stop bleeding on his head. Everybody who thought that uh, he was doing the old-fashioned gigging here on this one, and that's why he was bleeding so much, uh, not the case. Uh, he Yeah, that was a hard way. It was a hard way. His nose, uh, have gotten the updates, uh, possibly broken, but it's definitely jacked up. Um, huge gash on his nose, like right down, really kind of goes right down the center and then off to the side, if I remember right. And, and well, This is what I'll say, because we're already over an hour into this but uh what uh, this is why i'm so kind of disappointed in the stream kind of and you know some people turned it back on when we got the hard cam right but like obviously we lost a considerable amount of viewers and by that time (coughs) the other you know the the freelance stream had started and so you know now you're you know you're splitting whatever streaming audience is there anyway but why i i I'm so disappointed and why I hope people watch it when it finally is available is there were what I felt a lot of kind of star making performances on this show of our guys, you know what I mean? Like people that needed it, you know, Kaplan can't miss. He's been, but beating Rhino, that's, that's a different story. You know what I mean? He's been, can't, he's been not missing, but like now he's beating Rhino, star making performance. Derek and Justice, star making performance for Derek. Something Derek desperately needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, members only. I wouldn't say it's a star making performance, but it's that it's certainly put them on the map. You know, as being able to you, you know go out there and hang with with veterans. Um, you you know there was <coughs> some just really great stuff on this show. That, uh, you know, uh, the, the main event, you know, Rip City and PME, great, great, great storytelling, great main event. You know, like I, I have to stress that great main event. Um, you, you, there there was just a, a lot of good stuff. Jocelyn PB against uh, To Infinity Beyond, another yeah. great, you know what I mean? Like continuing to build, and, you know, this is no disrespect to PB, but, you know, Jocelyn is evolving into a big-time act and a big-time star on the AW roster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there is there was just so much good stuff on this show that yeah. I was... It, and Manson Tom Lawler was great. We didn't even discuss how great of a fucking match that was, you know? like <laughs> It was. But there was just... The, Eric Taylor... You know, we totally skipped over Eric Star Taylor. Star-making performance for Eric I was, Taylor against Tom Waller, yeah. I was really hesitant to make that match. I have to say that. I was hesitant. Um, you know, I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in Eric Taylor, but not that much faith in Eric Taylor at the same time. Well, to, to uh, cut you off here real quick, shout-out to Tom Lawler, too. To, to his credit, you know, Tom and I, as we were driving there and we're talking about it, and we're still figuring out how are things going to go, and... One of the things he and I were talking about, like, well, do you make this a tag match? And Tom really didn't want that to happen because he wanted that opportunity for Eric. You know, he wanted Eric to be able to take advantage of having this singles match and and truly showcase himself. And he was able to do it. 
to in, in a short amount of time, but Eric looked looked great. And if Eric can continue to look like that, continue to come to the school and evolve his presentation and his move set, I, I think that's you know Eric Sky is the limit for for Eric Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I guess you know just final thoughts on this show is it, it was it really felt like okay you know we've done i think duke said by the time it's all said and done this is going to be a stretch of like eight shows or something uh which i've never even like really considered in my head but friday night i will say finally felt like a true aiw lineup you know and we we uh, and that's you, you know it's a little different from the comeback shows that were the mystery show you know the mystery lineups and all that those those felt great for you know for that reason but like it friday felt like we were finally a little bit back into the groove again you know outside of you know we, we you know we come in with you know doom and gloom and we persevere and the, the roster goes out and absolutely kills it uh i i really felt like top to bottom it was a tremendous show and uh that is why i was so disappointed once that stream died because i knew that you know we were just dead at that point you know like dead in the water as far as people watching the show tonight and uh it did not discourage anybody from going out there and and performing you know which some people may go oh you know whatever it's not live anymore uh, everyone went out there and they absolutely tore it down. And uh, I, I really hope that people watch this show because I'm, listen, I'm the biggest critic of the shows. I hate 99% of them. This show, I really firmly stand behind. Like I thought uh, so much of it was great. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, with you, John, on that because like some people can't answer after Wrestle Rager, and I was I was pretty mum on Wrestle Rager as a show from a show perspective. I thought it was not our not our best show, and uh, I really felt great like you did come on Friday. I think that like you said, we've run all these shows, and I think that everybody you know is asking for stories, but I think that everybody's missing some of the stories that are there. Obviously, now you know we have this the Rip City all the gold story that you know we've kind of been playing since gopher broke you know we have this story of Derek trying to break through uh to becoming kind of like a, a new cleveland superstar we have mm-hmm. the story of chase oliver and his comeback um yep. we have this this story of kind of like the bitcoin boys in general just fighting for their survival and fighting to prove that they belong and like i think that people who may not overtly see these stories being told like we're telling stories here and we're really building something uh that <laughs> yeah, you probably don't see on most indies it's, it's just not so it's not just so black and white you yep. know like mm-hmm. cat yeah the ascent Kaplan, of Kaplan. Yeah, i totally forgot about that like there's just there's there's a lot there but and you know i'll be the first to admit that we're trying to tell very minimal lay the groundwork stories yep. right now mm-hmm. because you know? because we only have what three shows planned for the rest of the year and, and you know one of those being kind of hell on earth where we want to reset everything and kind of come back but like you you and i talked about on friday it's, it's hard to want to invest into a big story with the uncertainty in the world right now right but there's a lot of there's a lot of you know uh chapter ones being written yep you know right now and uh you know some are going to, you know, get the whole book. Some aren't going to get the whole book. But we're, you know, we're trying we're trying out quite a bit right now. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to summarize everything and kind of uh, wrap this up. Uh, before we go, John Thorne, 
you essentially made the Hell on Earth announcement. I'll let you make it official uh, right here. A special appearance at Hell on Earth. By Psycho Clown. Psycho Clown. There you it's go. already been announced, man. It's I know, yeah, but not on it's here. Not on it's here, I'm saying. Oh, not on the podcast. Yeah, yet. yeah, not on the podcast. You did it uh, yeah, social like, media, and some people just tune into the pod. So Yeah, and uh, tickets are probably going to go on sale for that next week. I've been trying to work out a ticketing structure, you know, because it it's going to be a different setup than yeah. the Odeon. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, he just he you know he recently was approved for a visa and he's going to be in America on that Saturday, and in 2019, I had sent him a deposit for you know what was going to be the rap show date. Uh, I talked to the guy and said, hey, you know, is this still good? And uh, he told me like he was going to be <coughs> in California on November 27th. So I felt like, hey, you know, I could wait. You know, I could try to wait until 2022 and, you know, we can do the rap show or we can just get them now. So I thought, you know, it's probably smart to just get them now because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's it's a done deal. The, the flight is bought. Uh, I was our psycho clown is telling people he's coming to AIW. I got a me- I got a message yesterday about it from <laughs> Sam Adonis, who was like, hey, man, I'm with psycho clown. He said he's doing your show. Uh, and he was like. You know, you think I could book him on Thursday? And I was like, Thursday's Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> like, I don't think you want to run that day. Uh, but, you know, that was a relief because I'm dealing with the middleman that Psycho Clown is telling people he's going to be in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, so, um, it, it, like, little things like that make you feel a little bit more comfortable as a promoter. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, obviously, Psycho Clown is, you know, a, a very high-ticket item. Um so I hope people come out and, and support the Black Friday show. You know, we're we're working on some other things. Uh, nothing set in stone yet, but, uh, yeah, you know, and we're doing it on the east side, you know, Lake County yeah. and East Lake. Um, you know, people, <coughs> it's like, what, 20 minutes outside of Cleveland or something like that. Uh, not even really, depending on where you come from. Uh, gigantic facility. Uh, we had spoken with them last year. Uh, when we were going to try to do at least Black Friday last year, uh, and then we ultimately decided against it, even though this place was going to let us do it, um, they when I canceled it, they said, you know, no problem in canceling it as long as you consider doing it here next year, uh, which is, you know, that's obviously reassuring, you know, when a venue wants you to come do a show. Uh, so, you know, we worked out, we worked out the deal for this year and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have a bar actually inside the facility. Um, so yeah, you know, and I'm sure all of us will probably take a ride out there as we get closer to get a lay of the land, but, uh, gigantic place. I mean, uh, no matter where we're at COVID wise, there's going to be plenty of rooms for social distancing in this place. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, people come out for Psycho Clown. You know, obviously, I know we're going to we're gonna have to pull out a couple more big guns uh, to fill this place. But I think uh, Psycho Clown is a good start. Agreed, agreed. Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, we will talk to you uh, next week as we look forward to, uh, well, September 23rd. We'll be at the Winchester. So uh, oh, we ha- and we have to remind everybody Winchester wants proof of a vaccine yep. or a negative COVID test within seventy two hours. 
I don't know who's checking it. I, I don't know any of that. I just know that they put out uh, they put that out in a press release. <clears throat> they've said nothing to me about it, but you know, uh, they've it's out there. You know, there's this coalition of venues yeah. uh, that are requiring that going forward. Uh, I think maybe the Odeon is the only one that's not on with that, uh, just because they're a, a true there, independent. Yeah, one of them. They are, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, but the Winchester is is involved, so you know, just be prepared. Bring your vaccine card. That's all I could say. We're only doing 100 tickets. We've sold 50. Uh, there's 50 left. So you know, once they're gone, they're gone. I don't think we're gonna release any more. We're especially, you know. With uh, the precautions they're already taking at the venue, I, I'm not going to push my luck there. And uh, we're going to do 100. We said we're going to do 100. We're doing 100. Uh, so about 50 tickets left for September 23rd. There you go, folks. There you have it. There's all the updates. There's a look back for the Bone Collector, Dominic Garini, and AIW owner, John Thorne. My name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change.